The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 121 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simon Air Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost 128-118 to to the Phoenix Suns in San Antonio. This loss brings the Spurs record to 14-36 overall and raises Phoenix's record to 26-25 overall. Uh, there were some positive things about this game. This was an overtime game. So, I mean, the Spurs had to battle for basically four and a half quarters. But they went to overtime, and a lot of good things came out of this game. We just ended up coming up short and, and really didn't have a great overtime. But uh, what were your thoughts about last night's game, Drew? Yeah, so I think it was a pretty good game. Um, Sohan with the career high with 30. That was really uh, – that made me proud of Sohan. Um, but – in the overtime period, Bridges was just getting buckets. Did you see that in overtime? He was just getting buckets after buckets. Yeah, he yeah, is. Also, Chris Paul was getting buckets in overtime. The Spurs just came up a little short, but we did have a great effort, took it to OT, and put up 118 points on the Suns. Yeah, for sure. And the reason why we were there was Keldon Johnson. He scored seven straight points for the Spurs in that fourth quarter and was really just selling out to get this thing to overtime. So really proud of uh, Keldon Greg Popovich said he was really proud as well. He said, great effort against a good basketball team, a very good basketball team. Lots of guys played. A lot of guys participated. They played physically. They played hard, did everything they could do. A couple of guys, Chris and Mikhail, took over during overtime, made shots. Keldon tried to keep us in it. Those guys kind of took it over. So that was kind of Pop's feelings about that, and uh, that's just kind of where we sit. Now we're going to go to the Tankathon segment, and we're going to see where the Spurs ended up right now. Now this is a day after this, so the Charlotte Hornets have already won, which drops the Spurs now into the third overall best percentage, which is tied for first. Basically, your top three have the same odds of getting the number one pick. So that's where the Spurs sit tonight. The Rockets have the worst record, the Pistons have the second worst record, and the Spurs now solely own the third Worst record. So, for our mock draft tonight, we're going to do the draft and we're going to roll it and see where the Spurs end up. So, tonight, the Spurs end up with the number three pick. Number three pick, which in this particular mock draft has Eamon Thompson going to the Spurs, who last episode we did his brother, Osser Thompson. They're twins. Uh, six foot seven, two hundred two pounds. One of the things about Eamon Thompson I can tell to differentiate between the brothers, he's a point guard. Osser's a shooting guard, which means he handles the ball a lot more. They're both considered strong defenders, but uh, he's yeah, his averages this season: sixteen point one points, six point six rebounds, six assists, two point four steals, which is a great number. Uh, 0.9 blocks. One of the things about uh, Eamon Thompson that's a little different than his brother, his field goal percentage is way better. He's 54% from the field, but his three-point percentage is way worse. He's 21%. 
So basically, if you're looking for a shooter, Eamon Thompson's not your guy. Probably more of a distributor slash do-everything guy and a defender. But uh, anyway, what are your thoughts about Eamon Thompson, Drew? Yeah, like you said, he's a really good shooter, a little bit better than his brother. In his junior season in high school, he had a really good year. He had averaged 20.5 points. 8.4 8.4 rebounds and 4.5 assists in that year. And then he uh, decided to go to the overtime elite. And he's been really good there, too, um, getting experience versus older players. And that will very help him develop in the NBA. So I think he would be really good at the number three draft pick. Yeah, that's a good insider information there. So his senior year of high school, he didn't play high school ball. He was already with Overtime Elite, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. That's what a lot of guys are doing just to get that. That's why it's year two with Overtime Elite. They have to have that one-year post-high school, which some of the players would go to NCAA one and done, but he's already been playing professional basketball for two years, which is a good step in the right direction. All right, other news and notes about this game before we get into it with Phoenix is Devin Vassell. Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford were all out this night, so they didn't get in the game. All right, let's get to our top two, bottom two. I'll start with the top two tonight. My number one was uh, Keldon Johnson. Really, I talked earlier about that fourth quarter for him. He did a lot. He was he was really selling out and uh, did a great job. He had 34 points, knocked down three threes, pushed out five assists, and had three rebounds. So Keldon just really had a great night. And overall, zero turnovers. So scoring 34 points and not turning the ball over once, that's pretty strong. So Keldon was my number one. My number two, obviously you knew I wasn't going to go without him, but uh, Jeremy Sohan was the man last night. He had 30 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. What a great night for him. And, uh, you know, he he just – it was that was phenomenal. It's – Awesome to see a 19-year-old putting up 30 points. The future is bright. Drew, who were your top two? Yeah, so for my, my number one top two, I also went with Keldon Johnson, who put up 34 points, five assists, three rebounds, shooting 15 of 26 from the field in 41 minutes of play. The seventh time that Keldon Johnson has scored 30 points this year. He's really having a good year. And over the last 10 games, he's averaging 24 24.2 points, so Kelly Johnson has been really good over the past two games. My second top two, I decided to go with Jeremy Sohan, who put up 30 points with a career high. He put up 35 assists, 8 rebounds. He shot 11 to 25 from the field and 3 of 6 from the three-point line. Just a great night from Jeremy Sohan and his career high night. Yeah, and... Well, I'll talk a little bit more about that career high night later because our question actually ties in with that. But I'm going to read an interesting stat later in the episode. All right, let's get to our bottom two. The bottom two I had, I had Zach Collins at the top, our, our little bruiser, our little fighter. Uh, I say little, six foot ten, but uh, he only had three points. Uh, he was one of four shooting and uh, just not as great of a night as Zach's been having lately. So that's why he was number one on my bottom two. My next one was uh, Doug McDermott, mainly for the three turnovers, but also four of ten shooting, not spectacular. And I know Dougie McBuckets is better than that, so that was my bottom two. Drew, what about you? Yeah, so for my number one bottom two, I'm with Malachi Branham, who didn't have any points. He had five points, and he shot two of eight from the field and 0 of three from the three-point line in 21 minutes, so he makes number one on my bottom two. My second bottom two, I went with Joachim Pertle, he had eight points and 13 rebounds, but he had four turnovers, which really got him on this bottom two, and he shot 
four of eight from the field. So those are my two bottom two. All right. So now we're going to get on to the question of the day. And I told you I was going to talk about Sohan. So this question comes from Ezekiel in Sinton, Texas. Ezekiel's question was, it was fun watching Sohan go off for his career high tonight. Was that one of the best games this season in the NBA for a rookie? Drew, what do you think about that? Oh, I think 100%. I think that's got to be one of the best games for a rookie. I bet Paul Bencaro has probably had a better game. I haven't looked at the stats on that, but he's averaging about 21. Mathurin might have scored a little bit better, but it probably is one of the best games as a rookie. So congrats to Jeremy Sohan for that. I'd say it's a top five game for a rookie this year. Okay. So one of the things I always talk about Jeremy Sohan is how he does so many other things, things. you know, just to get get things going. But uh, I most most points in a game for a rookie this year is what I'm looking looking at. And uh, let's see, what are we? What are we? Uh, 2023. So let's just see if that pulls up. That because, might be a hard stat. To, you know. Yeah. Well. It might be a hard stat, but uh, yeah, not seeing it. But I am going to give you a great stat about this one. That game overall, get this, in the history of the NBA, only five teenagers have had 30-plus points, eight-plus rebounds, and five-plus assists in a single game. Are you ready for those five teenagers in NBA history? Yeah, I'm ready. LeBron James, he did it six times. Kevin Durant, he did it two times. Luka Doncic, he did it three times. Zion Williamson did it one time. And yes, number five is Jeremy Sohan. That is pretty big company, right? That's it. That's the entire entire five teenagers in NBA history to have that kind of game. Uh, tonight... Uh, Drew's got the leading scorer in the NBA. You want to give us that info for the most points? We're just talking yeah. solely on points in the NBA this season. So, Paulo Bencaro actually had 33. And the only three other players have scored, well, 30-plus points as a rookie. That was Andrew Nimpard and Benedict Mathurin. And Sohan was number four. The fourth right. one to do it this fourth year. fourth one to do it this year. Awesome. All right. Well, now it's time to preview our, uh, sorry, it's time for this day in Spurs history. Drew, what do you have for us? Yeah, so for this day in Spurs history, I'm going to take us back to January 28th, 1998, Tim Duncan's rookie season, where he played every single game. And in this game, Tim Duncan had 23 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists. His twin tower partner had 31 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, Avery Johnson put up 14 points, dished out eight assists like he always does. He had 28 minutes in that game. Um, Chuck Purse Pearson, Chuck Pearson, per- per- Person, Person, Chuck Person, who had 15 points, one rebound, one assist, and that is it on this day in Spurs history. The Spurs improved their record to 31 and 14, and we ended up winning this game 109 to 86. Yeah, that's awesome. That was good times. 31 and 14. What a record. All right. Well, now it's time to preview the upcoming game. An upcoming game brings the Washington Wizards into town. Yeah, they're coming to San Antonio on Monday night, 
7 o'clock start, January 30th, the last game of January 2023. And uh, the Wizards, you know, Kristaps Porzingis is there, and they've got a couple other players. Uh, so it'll be an interesting one. It's our first time playing them this year, but they are actually on a five-game winning streak coming into this one. So they've been on a roll lately. Uh, Drew, what can you tell us about Washington? Yeah, so the Washington Wizards coming into this game are 23-26. and 26. I think they're right outside of the plan. But their leading scorer this year has been Chris Stops Porzingis, who's averaging 22 points, 8 rebounds. They have Bradley Bill, who's averaging 22 points and 5 assists. Kyle Kuzma, who's averaging 22 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. They actually just traded away Hachimura, I believe, who... He had a little. Yeah, he was having a good year. They have Monte Morris, who's averaging ten points, three rebounds. Corey Kispert, who's averaging nine points, and then a lot of other role players. But this Wizards team, I think this will be one of the closest games that we've had in a while. So, that are my thoughts on the Wizards. Yeah, I agree with that, and they're they're an interesting team. I'm Bradley Beal can score with the best of them, but uh, yeah, it'll be a good matchup for the Spurs. Um, my player to go off for the Spurs on Monday night is Malachi Branham. I think he hasn't been shooting as well the past few games. I think he's going to get hot, and I expect a double-digit game out of him. In fact, I'm going to call call it right now. I'm going to say Malachi Branham is going to end up with 16 points and uh, probably going to knock down at least three threes is my pick. And I'm actually, this is the first time I've done this in a while. I've got the Spurs winning. I've got the Spurs winning this game. I'm going to say the Spurs are going to win by seven against the Washington Wizards in San Antonio. I think we're going to break our losing streak, and we're going to end their winning streak all in one night. So there we are for my prediction. What about you, Drew? Yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Mr. Jeremy Sohan. After having 30 points, I think he could have another great game. Over the past 10 games, Jeremy Sohan has been averaging 15 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, one steal a game. He's been great over the past 10 games, so I think he's going to do it again this game. And my prediction for this game, I think I'm going to take the Wizards to win this game by 2 points with the buzzer beater. Woo! All right. So Drew's got a good, uh, close one with the Spurs losing, and I've got the Spurs winning. So we'll see how this one plays out. And thanks for joining us on the Spur of the Moment podcast. We really appreciate you listening and your support. Drew, would you take us home, please? Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. And as always, go Spurs, go!